Hey everybody, this is Andy Clodfelter. And this is Lisa Monahan. And you're listening to a 90s court. If you don't recognize that, just go ahead and like just, just stop the show stop and just go listening to Sword and Scale or something because like Sword and Scale because <laughs> you're done. If you don't recognize the dog theme, you're out skis. Yeah. So um while for, I for just figured show. while we were while we were at the while we were, while we were at it since all we do apparently now is just use other people's like intro song jingles <laughs> so let's just steal everybody's like different people mix it up may as well may as well Doug Doug had an awesome well awesome music actually no the music from that show was dope yes going back and rewatching it on Hulu it's uh-huh. actually pretty rad yeah no yeah. and I think I think it's a very good show. It is. And I've been watching a lot of like um, bumps, like all the little commercial promos for SNCC from Nickelodeon. I've been watching a lot of that lately. And um, and they uh, do you remember the orange couch? And how yes. I and I am suddenly really weirded out by the orange couch. I was like, a lot of people sit there. I feel like you should probably clean the couch. Why the is it constantly traveling? The couch always looked immaculate, though. It looked really uncomfortable in, in retrospect, though. It looked like it was, like, just made of plastic. Like, hard you, plastic. I bet that's probably exactly what it was. It was probably, yeah. Or maybe it was just, just absolutely, maybe it was just, like, folding chairs with really thick, like, gymnastics <laughs> foam on top of it. They were like, we got to spring it up wherever we go because yeah. we're Nickelodeon. And kids are gross. <laughs> and the celebrities Our... they like are even grosser. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, man, just thinking about, like, Kids' Choice Awards things for, like, artists and things like that. I'm like, how is this your favorite artist? This is insane. Yeah, this is in sync. We're going to have to, I would really, really love to dedicate an entire full proper episode to all things SNCC. That's probably going to be several episodes. Can I say how how heartbreaking it is that I subscribed. There's a little add-on on Amazon Prime where you can add on uh, Nick Nick uh, hits mm-hmm. Nick hits, which is basically just like different shows from Nick through various time frames. Of course, the '90s ones were very popular. It's mm-hmm. soul crushing though that like none like Are You Afraid of the Dark and like none of the sports things because like there was a time when Nick Gas oh. used to exist. Maybe it still is. I just don't have TV really. But Nick mm-hmm. Gas, I would watch Legends of the Hidden Temple, Guts, all that stuff. And there's so many shows that I that I don't know how to get access to them, and I need them in my life. Same. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, it's... I need to watch Legends of the Hempel, Hidden Temple so I can see kids fighting for for space camp. For space... And which, what I can only describe as, I think, wholeheartedly, there was probably a 5%, and that's being generous, success rate of kids actually winning. <laughs> it's true. Was this, was the, was the, was the, was it really like space camp? Was that the... Was that, was, I think that was at least a couple times, but um, a lot of it was just like a new bike. Oh, <laughs> like look at this bike. I mean, it's better than being like your space camp, and this kid's like, I want nothing to do with this horse shit. Suffer this horrific leg injury or, or or this horrific embarrassment on national television for some cool rollerblades. <laughs> for cool rollerblades, get molested by a temple guard. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, um, oh, hey everybody! Uh, I forgot to mention we're this is a, a recess episode. 
is true. Yeah, this is this is not a full episode. This is just us yeah. talking smack for yeah. yeah. So long. so welcome back. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed episode two. If you haven't listened to it yet, oh my god, it's so good. Please go back and listen. Lisa is hilarious. Yep, I do my thing. My zipper from my hoodie also made a lot of yeah, uh, a lot of sound issues. Yeah, but you know what? I got smart. I got my Amazon Prime on, and I got a new headphone situation. That's commitment. I'm a gamer girl now. Just being like, oh, the zipper situation. Well, I need to fix that instantly. Yeah, and it's the answer is not taking off a hoodie. The answer is getting a different headphone situation. <laughs> so, um, so, um, so I did want to talk briefly about our fun poll that we had out there this week. Uh, it's still up, so feel free to please vote uh, in my favor because it's going horrendously poorly. Well, yeah, Furby's um, dying in a yeah. vat of lava. I mean, as it should. I mean, after the 2005 cleansing act of Furby's. True. And Tamagotchi, the sweet little angels of the 90s. The ones that, that crush your heart repeatedly. Uh, it is currently the poll sit at 86% prefer Tamagotchi to Furby. Or at least they prefer the court case. I, I have a feeling, I'm going to be honest, I think it's just the preference of the actual thing because my court case for Furby was it annihilated mine. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, your, your Tamagotchi's did not save the world from sin. <laughs> Whereas well, mine... I mean, objectively, I guess not, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. Well, that's fine, but we all know that Tamagotchi's the real winner, but you're right. Your court case annihilated. If we were actually in front of a judge, the judge would have been like this dude forever all day. This dude. So, yeah. So, um, so we did want to do, as as you guys know from our last recess, court is out of session. Lisa is, what is Lisa doing? Lisa is enjoying a nice... Uh, Argentinian red blend. Yes. Um, I've already forgotten the name of it. She's she's enjoying uh, the Souse game. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I'm drinking a nice uh, Diet Coke um, out of, a, out of a, a shitty McDonald's cup. <laughs> So. The Midwest. I love yeah, you, yes. the Midwest. Um, so the mini recess or the recess mini sods are kind of like a catch-all for yes. whatever it is we want to talk about. I came upon in my research for this show a lovely video that talks about four super disturbing commercials from the 90s. And two of them are like, okay, that's fine. But two of them really stuck out to me. And, and this is going to dig up, get prepared, everyone. Put your panties on. This is a real butt tickler. This is the, you'll have to think back to your, your brain for this one. This is the Duracell like plastic family. And do you know that they have a name? Oh no. What is their name? The Puttermans. But the Puttermans. But what does that have to do with anything? Doesn't it just, I, maybe they like putter around. Maybe that's what it is. And then they just go on forever because they have batteries in their backs. You remember this. If you think back, if you if, if you look this up, just look up Duracell Puttermans. If you don't look it up, think oh back into your God. brain. It's a it's a creepy plastic family. It is a horror show. What is this? Imagine if Mrs. Doubtfire had a love child with the Chuck E. Cheese band. <laughs> <laughs> and that's this commercial. And like I again, I got a degree in advertising, and like, even though this is horrific. They really had a good thing going. Like fr- fr- from from a from an advertising standpoint, sure. it's, a solid, it's a solid ad. From every other standpoint, it's 
horrifying. And it's just they they would just the whole gig the whole gag was like they've got batteries in their back and everyone's got a Duracell except for one person and that one person sputters out mid conversation or mid whatever it is that they're doing and they Our all have a dying yeah exactly yeah like they kill a neighbor by giving her or or like a i think it was an aunt or something by putting a bat like a regular off-brand battery <laughs> in her back as she falls head first into a barbecue plate and they're like <laughs> it's like Our- hey you killed your aunt dog you're psychopathic murderers as if just the pure imagery of these beings was not horrifying enough they're like we're also going to include actual homicide it's fine I, playing to the it's judge fine. right there. <laughs> so, playing to the judge with the homicides there. So those are terrifying. You're going to remember that. If you don't remember it, look it up. The Duracell Puttermans, okay? Nightmare territory. Now, the thing that I... The other aspect of this video that it brought up was some Slim Jim commercials. And they were focusing on the eat me guy. Ooh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. no, not, not Macho Man. Okay. No, but I went Macho Man Randy Savage. And I was like... I love this man. God bless rest his little soul, his big angry macho soul. He died in 2011, right? We're signing a cross yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, but it was just the out. best. My macho man. There was there was some kind of commercial where he's out in the woods with these kids, and he's like, "Nature, I can't do it. Nature, <laughs> this is my best macho man." Nature's Randy good, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I can't do it. The wine took the macho out of me. It's kind of um, a mixture between Hulk Hogan and him. It's just, they're both just they blend together. And he's just out in the woods with these kids saying, like, oh, yeah, and, like, eating beef jerky and then causing tornadoes <laughs> and <What>? lightning <laughs> starts going. Yes, as the tornadoes weren't a big enough thing, I was like, are you joking me right now? He's just, it's, it's amazing. That's how you fell in love with him. You're like, he can cause tornadoes just by eating <laughs> sticked beef? Sticked beef. That's my man. And then there was another one where he, like, came crashing into this old dance party, like uh, the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> he comes crashing and he's like I I'm, I'm so sad I can't do this I love the funky chicken <laughs> and I was like this is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen how did this pass as a commercial in the 90s and it's um just he just so there's there's one aspect of the 90s with Slim Jims flip it over you got the weird Power Man 5000 lookalike front man who's who's the whole premise was like, I don't know if it was shot backwards or what, but it, the, the video and audio kind of is, is weirdly synced up. And they, they basically, someone takes a bite of a Slim Jim, then this Slim Jim character slides into their stomach and starts wreaking havoc. So the whole thing is like, hey, eat a Slim Jim. You're going to feel disgusting as it erodes your insides. And so the, the end result is like, it's just messing up people's stomachs and like beating up other food and drowning <laughs> other food and yelling at them. And there's one, there was one with this guy called eat your veggies where he goes into this, like this chick's stomach and he starts wrecking everything. And then these other vegetable ladies come out and he's like, he's like, he's like biting on them in a weird sexual way. And then he says to one, you should probably wear a turtleneck tomorrow Oh, How, what? How do they get away with this stuff? It's, it's, it's okay, kids. It's beef jerky. <laughs> it's, it's beef fun. jerky. Don't worry about it. You get some weird neck contusions Listen, when you have that. Up. It's just beef jerky. 
So uh, I don't know. Slim Jim really upset me. <laughs> All things considered, <laughs> I mean, I, I, like looking back, like these were just commercials, and then you see. But from an adult's eyes, this shit is always weird after the fact. Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats. Ren and Simpsons. Stimpy was yeah. like it didn't take long for me to realize. Like I'm like just like four years after the fact, I'm like this. I shouldn't be watching. Like literally, mm-hmm. just like this is not okay. I always knew I found something good if, like, my dad would say, "You, hey, hey, you shouldn't watch that. And then he would just stand there and watch it with me for about 10 minutes and start laughing. <laughs> and I was like, I found something good. I like, knew it. I did it. Um, so, uh, I don't know. That's my, like, super brief diving no. into some commercials. Because, like, no, that was great. Man, there are going to be so many more, but I really wanted to keep it for this episode. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I, we, we kind of, as usual, just wanted to go into some, a few different random things here. Um, so I actually, you know, kind of after we went, dove into, uh, into your boy, to our boy, Bill Paxton, um, with his career, I was just thinking like, cause I was looking through just like nineties actors and everything like that. And just kind of getting an idea like, Hey, what, what did they get up to in the nineties? And, and I was thinking mm-hmm. of people that were kind of more classically like, Hey, this is somebody that I think of as being from the nineties. And I could think of no one better that was like a legend and a hero in the '90s, and a villain in reality. <laughs> after that, um, I, I, the expression is: you either, I don't remember, you either die before, I don't know, something, or you live to you live long enough to see yourself become the, the villain, or something like that. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Booyah! I said it. There it is. Okay, yeah. you got it. So, uh, so Mel Gibson. <laughs> did that um so i'd like to talk to you a little bit about just kind of what so what was mel gibson's life all about now he was pretty much slaying it in the 80s too so like he was already pretty much killing it but the problem was is that the 90s was kind of just like he started i think it was kind of the time when he's like i just need to get money like so he just didn't care (laughs) like a lot of stuff he was in was not exactly all-star baller stuff but um so right off the bat 1990 let's see he uh was in bird on, bird on a wire um air america and hamlet uh, i Mm-mm. guess this is a hamlet he just played hamlet which is weird um and as an attest a testament to the fact that he was already getting into it um he starred in lethal weapon 3 in 1992 i will say this like in retrospect, a lot of those action movies were actually really good. Like he was actually, those were actually very good films. Like not like high quality, awesome films, but like yeah, worth worth a watch. Um, None of these are doing a thing. What's for me. that? None of these are doing a thing for me. I don't remember any of these. Okay. Um, five. So so 1993, Man Without a Face. I know that was more of an adult film, so I'm not as familiar with it. Uh, Maverick was a big was a big movie. He played mm-hmm. Brett Maverick because. Fuck creativity. (laughs) Hey, I like I like gambling and my name's Maverick. It's crazy. Uh the big one that everybody will remember, of course, nineteen ninety five, he had a big breakout in Braveheart as William Wallace. Boom. Booyah. You don't you have no reaction to Braveheart? I, I watched it like once. And also I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time because I keep thinking that he was in the sixth sense and that's not him. That's is that Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis, thank you. Because I was yeah. like, why is this not showing up on his IMDb? That I, was a huge movie. Well, I it wasn't still, idiot. I believe that they are the same person. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Wouldn't it, be nice, 
Wouldn't it be better for Gibson if it were that he shared this personality with Bruce Willis? So sad. I will say, uh, Bruce Willis has the ability to be comedic and funny. And um, <laughs> I also like Bruce Willis much more. But Mel Gibson did have some good stuff a little bit earlier sure. on. So, I don't know how this is a thing, but apparently Mel Gibson starred in the movie Casper. He was not credited as being in the film. And he played himself. He played himself. He was not credited as himself as playing I don't himself. Know. I'm I'm wondering if it's like they had like a like a film that they were watching in the movie or something. Um, I never anyways. saw that. I was a little too old for that. Even at ten years old, I was like, "This is this is lame stuff." So uh, here's something I genuinely did not know. Uh, apparently, he played John Smith in Pocahontas. I didn't know that either. You learned yeah. So too. so it's. Th- it's nice now because I, I like recognize voices a lot better than I did back then or even like, you know, 10 years ago. But like is hearing movies now, like when I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I'm not sure if you saw that or not. Um, but uh, Nicolas Cage played <laughs> Nicolas Cage played one of the Spider-Man. And I was like and I was like, it's Nicolas Cage. And he's playing a Spider-Man. Um, he's playing a Spider-Man. <laughs> I have to say a Spider-Man because there's a lot of Spider-Mans. This in that. is true. It's a multiverse thing. So the end of the the end of the nineties weren't great or strong for him. He, he he did about five movies in a row I've never heard of in my entire life. Um, then he did Lethal Weapon Four, which I think was just like Lethal, Lethal Weapon Four. This time we're desperate, like just <laughs> clearly, just just like please give us money. Like it's been so long. I don't even. When was the first? I'm gonna see when the first Lethal Weapon was because they were at that for a hot minute. Lethal Weapon is eight, 87. Okay, so that was a lot of sequels. So it's been 11 back. years later, and he's in it still. <laughs> um, and then, of course... But you, didn't, you didn't see Ransom? Did I, I skip Ransom? Ransom? You, you were like, yeah, that, was, that was one of the ones that you were like, he was just in a bunch of movies. That I didn't oh. know. Ran- Ransom I saw. It's, and it's I... actually a movie. It was him and, and Gary Sinise. It sounds right. Oh, yeah, I, I completely I must have skipped over that. I'm sorry. No, it's OK. I feel like I, like, I remember seeing it like once and being like, this movie is dope. And then I never came back to it and I never thought of it again until this exact moment. <laughs> now, the one that I remember very much uh, that was honestly like one of the movies that I'm like, he is the biggest badass in this movie. Uh, 1999 Payback. He played Porter. I'm not sure if you ever saw that movie, but if you haven't, no. you did to see that um it's just mel gibson just fucking people up just non-stop just like some people fuck him over it's it's basically like john wick one it's basically like <laughs> john, john wick not as good as john wick i will say john wick is phenomenal um and a little more over the top than payback was but it's kind of like a the beta version of of, of john wick um and then lastly apparently he played mel gibson on the simpsons which i'm glad that he he wrapped up just, the 90s with the cool stuff. Yeah, he's just like, I need to be cool, so I'm going to polish this one off. So um, so anyway, so that's kind of, uh, like I said, that was uh, all of his stuff before he got crazy. Um, literally, just like a couple years later, he started getting real crazy. Um, again, he kind of got into the Patriots, some other things like that shortly afterwards, and then, of course, Signs a few years later. But Was Signs before or after the crazy? That was before, right? I'm wondering if it was at the same time, because it was kind of like, I'm wondering, because it kind of led to him, like, I mean, it, it seems it seems his brand, that film. So, 
Like, I mean, I can see that. So, anyway, so that's my uh, bit. Just wanted to delve into a little bit of him. So, do you have any questions? No, I'm just, I, I figured it felt, I felt like there were more Mel Gibson movies that impacted me in the 90s, but yo, there weren't. Straight up. There were a lot in the 80s, too, that probably were like near the end of the 80s that, that we just missed. And then, of course, the ones at the beginning of the 2000s. Yeah. And apparently I, also every Bruce Willis movie you assume was him too. So Yeah, it was you know, one and the same, honestly. All 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 of them. He hasn't done much since then, has he? Oh Melly G. The worst spice girl of all, Mel G. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um Would you like to play a game? Would you like to play a game? Oh, that's not nineties, but yes, I'd like to play a game. That's Saw, right? Yes. Is that right? Okay. I, I have a story about that. It's not the 90s, though. Can't, sorry. Can't talk about it. Can't well, even say the word okay. saw. We can't say the word saw in any capacity. It's over. Yeah. Um, I would like to read to you some lyrics to a song, and I want to say, I'm going to I'm gonna bet you don't get it, but there's a chance that you might, all right? It's at least a song that, like, anybody's heard of besides you. Uh, oh, Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just tell me at least it's a famous song, and I will feel more comfortable with it's it. A, yeah, it's a very famous song. Were you exposed to it? That's a good question. Guys and girls, Midwesterners and Texans, they listen to different things. But let's see. It's not country. There's that for you, okay? It's not country. Um, here we go. I think it's time. We got this straight. Sit and talk face to face. There's no way you could mistake him for your man. Are you insane? You see, I know that you may be just a bit jealous of me, but you're blind if you can't see that his love is holding me. See, I tried to hesitate. I didn't want to say what he told me. He said without me, he couldn't make it through the day. Ain't that a shame? Hmm. But maybe you misunderstood because I can't see how he could want to change something that's so good. And then I'm not saying the next line because it has the title of the song in it. (laughs) I will give you a hint. It was two ladies. Two? Two ladies. Were they like a group? No. They came together to make the ultimate bitch out song. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. It was actually pretty cool, all things considered. I remember being like, the song is cool. This video is cool. And this was right on the tail end of my R&B phase before I transitioned. <laughs> okay. Do you, can you give me a little more, a little more something? Can you, or either that or, or read, read the other ones again? Sure. Um, do, I mean, yeah, at this point, they basically just start saying the title of the song over and over again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you want me to read? You can more, reread, or like, that's fine. Reread? Okay. okay. I think it's time we got this straight. Sit and talk face to face. There is no way you could mistake him for your man. Are you insane? You see, I know that you may be just a bit jealous of me, but you're blind if you can't see that his love is holding me. Now, I didn't know that line. I didn't, I don't, I think him, I just never learned that line properly and it was just kind of gibberish for me. Um, if you don't got it now, you don't got it, dude. No, I don't, I got nothing. Got Brandy and Monica. See, I definitely don't know this. You don't know Brandy? This is The Boy Is Mine. You don't know The Boy Is Mine? They came together. Oh, Andy. What's the name of the song? The Boy Is Mine. Okay. They come together and they, yeah, if you, 
if you listen to it, if you watch the video, you'll be like, maybe this is, I'm surprised. That, see, this is interesting. We're going to keep running into this where there's like music that I'm like, everyone knew this. And you're like, I have no clue. I'm looking this up as we speak. So the 1998 duet uh-huh. by Randy and Monica. So you were 13. What were you doing at 13? If you weren't listening to Brandy and Monica, what were you doing? I don't know. Because America was listening to these girls fight over some dude. So they were, oh, they fought over it? Yeah, in this video. It's cute. They're, there's kind of this back and forth. La, la, oh, my la, gosh. They it won very, so many awards. It was a pretty good song. I was, I was into Brandy. I was into Monica. This was right around the transition period for me where I was like, I love Brandy and Monica. <laughs> I love I love S Club Seven. I love the band Corn, <laughs> and it took a yeah, weird. Yeah, things weird got left very shirt. weird. Yeah. Um, I will say this is that apparently it uh, it was nominated for a ton of stuff, and then it lost its nominations for Record of the Year and Best R and B Single too. Can you guess? Ninety-eight, male or female? Da 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 da. By Alanis Morissette. By Alanis Morissette. <laughs> it was just, it was a callback, so I had to. Uh, yeah. And then oh, it also, wow. uh, yeah. So anyways, that was uh, one of the ones that it lost to, but. Well, yeah, no, if, if that came out the same year, absolutely. Nothing's, uh, Titanic oh, yeah. and everything. Oh, Titanic came out, Titanic? just cancel everything else. All the movies, <laughs> all of the, the songs, they're all canceled. The year's the, canceled. The, the world is canceled this year. So, but thank well, you for being bringing such a wonderful poem to us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing this to you. I'm going to keep giving you rap and R&B until you learn <laughs> how awesome It's it going to just be a very boring game for people that are just this like... This is true. Did you... Did Mariah Carey? I mean, surely you had to be inundated by some of this. Probably. We'll see. I won't do it all the time. Uh, but I'm surprised you didn't know Monica. It's much more, I was very exclusively into rock. And I might know pop songs just because they were popular. Okay. Okay, so that's that's good to know. Yes. I kind of branched all, but yeah, okay. All right. There so is. so I had a thing. Um I okay, here's the thing. So I had a thing all prepared. I was super excited for it and it's better, but this one is so much more obscure and you know when I decided to do this other one instead? You started talking about Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> and I immediately, immediately had a thought come to my brain, and I started Googling, like, this this game. And the other game, I would say, is a better... They're both great games. This one, I was just like, oh my god, I haven't thought about this game in so long, and I am so grateful that I have, because it doesn't appear on, like, lists of, like, best games and stuff, so this is one that you have to know to look for. Video game or board game? Video game. Okay. Oh, I hope I know this one. Largely my jam is going to be video games here because it's harder to bring those to the table on the other one unless it's a super popular game for that. So I'm saving some of the more popular games in exchange for some of the lesser known ones. The game I'd like to present to you today is called WWF Royal Rumble. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Royal Rumble. (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen... Um, if you could, Lisa, please look up WWF Royal Rumble 1993 video game. I'm on it already. And you'll see the marvelous cover of this photo. <gasps> I look at that. Look at the font. No holds barred action. I, 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 I can tell you this. I was never a big like I. I was a fan of wrestling when I was younger because we're in the Midwest and we're kids. Yeah. Um, and and like. 
these re- the wrestlers that were in this were so good, and the game was just I, and it was like super old school guys like like I think like who was in it Yokozuna I think he was in it. So so anyway, so they of course the Royal Rumble for those of you who are not aware is this event where it's like starts out with two people in the ring and they're fighting or whatever, and the point is is to throw people over the ropes and basically eliminate them when you do that. And okay. so it's supposed to be like, I don't remember if it's 16, 32, 64, just people just keep coming in. Like there's like, like a minute or two minutes or whatever. And then a new person comes in and then a new person comes in. It just keeps like every X amount of time people come in. And so that's kind of the main event. This whole thing's based on, but of course that's not the only thing that goes on in the game. Yeah. The thing was is that this was the first game, like the first one to my knowledge that was, that had like, you know, button codes to do like special moves and stuff like that. And oh my God, I played this with my friends so much. They have a co op version because there's tag team and stuff like that. You can mm-hmm. play co op. This was for Sega Genesis and, and Super Nintendo. Okay. Came out in 1993. We were eight. Yes. Um, so it did have, um, I guess. The WWF Super um, Super WrestleMania, I guess, came out as well. I apparently never played that that one, but this game was just so oh, I can't. I I want somebody in the world to say <laughs> I love this game because my friends, of course, the people that I knew that played it, will be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you brought this game up because I freaking love this." Yeah, but this was. Oh. Yeah, Yokozuna. Let me see who are the wrestlers in this game. I need to find the list of. Dude, Yo- Yokozuna looks. Oh, he's dead. Uh, Sorry, dude. He's not alive anymore. No. He was thirty-four. That's so young. He was a very big boy. Um, okay, so here's here's the the SNES and Genesis versions were released three months apart, with each version having several exclusive wrestlers. The two versions share seven wrestlers. Okay. Bret Hart, the Undertaker. Undertaker's so dope. Shawn Michaels, who here's the thing: I always loved Shawn Michaels almost exclusively because of his finishing move, which was called Sweet Chin Music. (laughs) It's literally just like a big kick right into somebody's chin. Sweet Chin Music. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Uh, Razor Ramon, Randy Savage. Oh yeah, Crush. I have no idea who Crush is. And the narcissist, which is such a great name for a human being. Um, however, they were like, "We'll keep people coming because we're going to give you special ones depending on which system you buy it for." SNES version included Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, Ted DiBiase, Yokozuna, and Tatanka. Who Tatanka I also love because he was like a Native American wrestler and he did uh, like some different like war chants and like uh, and danced it, it, it was it's very problematic in today's current society yeah it was great you know um the genesis version which this is the thing is i never played the genesis version so i have never i did not know these guys were in this hulk hogan i cannot believe hulk hogan was selective depending on which system you had because he's just like the biggest name in wrestling ever yeah he super was yeah irs who apparently irs yes IRS, IRS. Jim <laughs> Duggan, ideas. Yeah. I saw Jim Duggan, the model, who I've also never heard of, and Papa Shango. Here's the funny thing is a lot of these guys that I've heard of, I'm like, oh, these Ted DiBiase, like Yokozuna, all those guys. Guarantee you the reason that I know who they are is because I own this game and played it so much. 
So, um, so yeah, anyways, anybody, please take a look. Look up the game. Buy the game. I don't think I have it on Super... There's Here's the thing. There were so many games when I was growing up, especially like Super Nintendo and then for a little bit in 64, where like I never owned these games because there were so many video stores that you could mm-hmm. rent games at. And I swear, like this game, I probably paid more <laughs> in rental. I was going to say, yeah. I had... Can I um can I backtrack for a second about the Undertaker? Sure. Is is he okay? Does he have blood pressure problems? Are his eyes okay? Why are you asking? He's this terrifying looking person. Like I in my head I remembered what he looked like a little bit, but while we were talking, I looked at some more pictures. This dude is straight up terrifying. And his eyes look like they're about to fall out of his whole face. He spent his entire life like just clearly like and that's the thing, is when it comes to like WWF stuff, like and WWE now, I guess there's they they clearly like juice. I mean, and it's not even like they're not hiding it because they're like we're not. This isn't a real competitive sport, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. And so like just that amount of stuff and like training and the fact that his entire ambiance was designed around being creepy as hell. I mean, his name is the Undertaker. It's not yeah. like the Rose Picker. You know, it's the Undertaker. This guy's a nightmare. Is he? Well, I'm pretty sure he's a pedophile. Well, this guy's a, a nightmare. Mistake. I'm just going to drop that on the podcast right now. I'm pretty sure the Undertaker's <laughs> oh, like, a, like a secret serial killer. I will oh, say I God. did see when I was younger. I don't remember what age, but they came to the assembly hall or now in uh, Champagne, and <laughs> we saw we saw like some episode of it. We saw some uh, show, and the final thing was Bret Hart versus the Undertaker, and. We knew because it. Well, I think Bret Hart had like the championship or something like that, and we knew that like this is not even a televised event. He's not going to win the championship, so I even called it at that time. At this age, I think I was probably like fourteen or like thirteen or fourteen, and I was like, he's going to get disqualified for some nonsense. One of them's going to get disqualified, so then the 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 belt can't change hands, and then the good guy wins because everybody wanted the Undertaker to win, and every because everybody hated Bret Hart because for whatever <laughs> reason, like it's hilarious to me that like. They're never consistently bad guys or good guys. They just, at some point, they're like, can I be a good guy again? And then they're just a good guy for a while. But apparently at this point in time, Bret Hart was a bad guy. <laughs> and so um, Undertaker did the tombstone, and it was just terrific. Um, I'm sorry. The internet is telling me that the Undertaker is six foot ten. I'm sorry. That can't be. It's saying height, 6'10". That's why I've been making a terrified face in addition <laughs> like in addition it's saying build height 610 build weight 309 that's a huge bitch oh I, my god here's the crazy thing is like it that actually checks out considering like how much bigger he looked than other wrestlers for the most part that's like a, wow but, yeah. like my i have a brother-in-law that's 66 and that's kind of terrifying he's a super nice guy but he's 66 and it's like you're huge to add four inches on top of that is like that's not a person. <laughs> that's a scarecrow. Six foot With ten, three oh nine. Build from death valley. That's not true. God. Okay, clearly some people put took some liberties. <laughs> okay, yeah, we should take Wikipedia with a grain of salt. They did, they did list him as build from Death Valley. <laughs> what if he is? What if he is? not from death valley yes maybe he came from the earth he came from the earth he's from the ascended from the from the depths just so he could go and fight people in the wrestling ring 
Oh wow! I didn't so, think. So thank you so happen. much for saying yeah. for saying Macho Man Randy Savage because it was the biggest pivot ever. I'm like, you know what? I have no preparation for this. I'm pulling up this page and I'm just gonna wing it because I love this game so much. It's a good one. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. A game like that that sticks with you from because well, would you say '93? We were yeah. eight. That's yeah. just for young age. I was probably still playing like the caveman games on the the old Nintendo. Did you ever have the caveman games? Um, do you mean Joe and Mac? No, it was like the caveman games. It was like it it was it was like um imagine Olympic sports, but with cavemen. So it was like you would what? spin you would spin your wife around by her hair and throw her. <laughs> So, yes, problematic. Continue. <laughs> yeah, you would, like, hit, you would ride a dinosaur, like like the Kentucky Derby, and hit it over the head with a club. Wow. Caveman games. You're going to have to look at that. That was for original Nintendo. Yeah. Caveman. Last thing I'd like to cover, because this isn't in the 90s, so we'll never have to talk about it in the future anyways. Okay. How amazing is it that original Nintendo came out hot as fuck and were like, hey... We've got Duck Hunt with yes. the fucking gun technology. And then B, we've got that big ass pad that you run on and stuff for the fucking Olympics track. Like I, I played that a few times. I didn't ever own that. I was also, like I said, I was very young, if not existent, whenever we got that. My family <laughs> got that system. But that technology and the fact that they were like, hey, we have this really cool idea and it actually worked like really well. Like it was super basic, but it worked. And yeah. then then they everybody else was just like no fuck that (laughs) (laughs) never did it again until like like 25 years 30 years later was that when we got like dance dance revolution was that the next yeah you know like the the garage like the the rock bands we um you know different things like that yeah just different things of that sort i mean arcade games a lot of them had them where they had like the guns that would like work and stuff like that but for the most part, it's just they, they started out hot with that. We're like, hey, we can do this. And then everybody's just like, no, let's just do a controller. <laughs> Back to basics. I mean, I'm sure they did have other things like that where they did come out. Like, I bought... Never mind. I'm not going to go into detail on that. No. We need to probably wrap up. <laughs> so, um, so save, anyway. it, save it for the next mini-sode, right? Yes. I've already yes. got, like, three mini-sodes worth of stuff saved up. I'm ready. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks, everybody, again, for, for joining us for the podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoy these mini-sodes. Even if you don't, it literally is just a good reason for Lisa and I to say hey. So It's true. Yeah, listen or not, this is awesome. We're having a blast, just, like, brain-dumping the 90s. Yeah. Like I said... WWF Royal Rumble have not thought of that in a solid 10 years minimum. So like just having accidentally stumbled upon that in my brainscape is, is phenomenal. So, um, so everybody, uh, I just want to go over quickly over the thing. Um, we did get a few reviews on Apple podcasts, some, uh, a few ratings and stuff like that. So anybody, if you are on Apple podcasts, please leave us a lovely five-star review with a rating. Um, please follow us on Facebook at nineties court. Please follow us on Instagram at 90s.court um, and dance a little bit. Uh, to the 90s court. It's the 90s.court. Like you got to pop and lock that. Court. 90s style. So you guys never get to see Lisa's amazing dance moves that she does the entire if anyone, time. If anyone knows me, they know I'm just, they, they just envision it. They don't have to. They don't like, have so, to Lisa, they know. so Lisa's obviously was getting it when she said that. She's getting it real hard. <laughs> That's true. So, yep. 
<laughs> so, um, Salisa, do you have any parting remarks for our, our adoring fans? Yeah, I got something for you, Andy. The boy is mine. <laughs> <laughs> you will forever remember that now. Yep, we Long will leave that as an enigma. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, good, good to talk to y'all. We'll see you next week. Nice. Bye.